people are resigning because their work doesn't suit them anymore. I would highly recommend Hot Six. Nothing is unachievable. The superpowers that they have can create a difference in people's lives. You are listening to the Invisible Skyscrapers podcast. Hut Six is Invisible Skyscrapers, episode 11. Oh, I thought we were up to about 500 by now. And I'm here with Tricky Ricky. <laughs> and Ricky is a brand new person to Hut Six. And we're going to talk a bit about what Ricky's done and where she's come from and a few other bits and pieces. So, 42, tell us all about it. Yeah, sure. And- so, 42 Adelaide is the first campus in Australia that's part of the 42 group, which has got a bit of a long history, but basically it was founded by someone who wasn't very satisfied with the boundaries that people were facing with education, having to pay for stuff. So it's just like this 100% free coding school and it's in Adelaide as the flagship. And it is really cool. It's just such a cool 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 concept. Yeah. Yeah. It's 42. It's a great place to go. Yeah. It's amazing. I remember when I went on the tour there the first time, there's this giant room full of Macs. I've never is. seen so many Macs, so shiny. And there's like a PlayStation and VR room and like a Lego room. And it's just, it's a, it's a nerdy I think Louise told me there was dream. 210 Macs or something. It's a lot in yeah. there, yeah. A lot of eyes. Eye Macs. A lot of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what did you do before 42? So I finished studying a diploma of software development in the last two years. I've just moved to Adelaide to do that. And then heard about 42 and thought that sounds amazing i have to get in on that action which is it's completely paid for by sponsorship which is like hot six is a sponsor of 42 we're one of the first ones yeah and businesses like that is what lets people have a free education Mm. it's amazing and before 42 you were in newspapers and brad's printer printer not a newspaper printer though i was i was a different type of printer but yeah oh newspaper print is rough yes Yeah. yeah 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 i was a graphic designer at a country newspaper for about seven years. Smashing out ads for fridges Smashing and cars. Smashing out ads. And, yeah, yeah. Like, this week's specials. Yep. Contouring a lot of fruit and veg. Yep, yep. And contouring, if you're listening to this, you don't know what quite that means. It means cutting out your pictures to make yep. things look yep. better in black and white. But it, it's an art form. It is. Of its own. Yep. Yeah. You just Did you have to make negatives? No. Well, think... That was done at the back yep. by the printers. Yep. I think it was when I first started there, they were still doing that. Yep. They had only just moved to a machine that was printing onto the plates directly. Ah, direct to plate. Yeah. So you probably don't know what a bromide is, or do you? Is that the negative? No, it's like you take you take a normal photo, you put a screen over the top of the photo and you take, so it's got the dots. Yeah. So you can't, otherwise you don't, you can't print it. So that's probably what the printers do. Maybe. Yeah, it's what I used to do. Yeah. I'm not sure. Very cool. Yeah, yeah it was. And Ricky, you're quite similar to Brad. When Brad mentions he's got part six, people go, how did you get to software from retail and print? Yeah, yeah. Do you often get people going, why are you in software when you were this graphic designer? Yeah, for sure. Actually, that was mentioned quite a lot when I went to TAFE. Excuse me. It's apparently fairly unusual to straddle those skill sets, like to come from a more creative background and to go into coding it's not that common and it can be beneficial really to understand both sides of the coin, so to speak. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. I think it's very beneficial. For yeah. sure. I just think you see it more from a customer's point of view. One of the issues I see with engineering is that you are very clinical about your approach mm-hmm. and you are building something and you're thinking about all the structure of that thing. You're not thinking about who's going to use it. You yeah. might be. I also think as a creative person, you're more used to criticism because doing creative stuff is so subjective. 
Yeah. Uh, whereas in, as an engineer, it's you're you're right. Simple as that. Ones and zeros. It's you're much right. more absolute. Yeah. yeah. And it works or it doesn't. And so I think coming from that background of deadlines, people's opinions, making people happy, I think that is extraordinary because mm. most engineers would crumple with some of the criticism that gets levelled at people in the creative yeah. industry. Yeah, that's so true. Do you feel like your communication skills have made a difference to your coding journey? Picked up in the industry. I've always been just a massive reader, so I've always had decent communication skills, not that I'm displaying them terribly well right now. I think that, I mean, in software, if you look at software and communication in software and, it, for example, scoping, yep. it just shows how important it is that you communicate everything with a client during the scoping phase, because if you... Well, you could do what we used to do, not oh, scope, no. just start the project. How did that go for you? Sometimes pretty good, sometimes, sometimes pretty bad. Sometimes so good. Yeah. Exactly. And that's exactly, yeah, yeah. perfect example. If, if you're saying something you don't know what someone's hearing is is what you meant for them to hear yeah. right or you could be like the guy off seinfeld no suit for you yeah no code for you <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. we did have engineers that were like that yeah yeah it's important to have that communication skills at a start in that scoping process with the client but how sure. do you feel that impacts you what's the impact of communication internally within a within a dev pod or once things have started going i mean i feel like communication is essentially the same in any area that you're talking about like anyone who's been in a relationship knows how important communication skills well, are well they might not well no, that might be why they're not would, in I think a relationship just sort of a big statement there. Yeah. yeah well has some experience <laughs> experience <laughs> of how yeah. important communication yeah. skills are another human being yeah yes. if they've ever yeah. had a social interaction yeah. if they're a man possibly not oh no <laughs> look brad said that i think there's the big levels of communication and the little levels of communication and you, you've got to make sure that everyone's got everything straight mm. to avoid problems. Um, or you could do what I do is say, let's all jump off that bridge together and see what happens. That does sound fun. No, well, actually, most of the time, I don't do it so much anymore, but I used to get very excited when we only, it was only three of us in the, in the company and I get very excited and say, goody, goody, we're doing this. And Ryan and Johan would just go white and oh no. Johan would almost, Ryan would smile and say, well, that sounds adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone that knows Ryan will know what adorable means. Yeah. And then we'd go on from there. Oh dear. I know. It was a bit of an old dear moment, but we're okay now. <laughs> yeah. So how do you effectively communicate then, Ricky? Oh. And Brad, how's, how does her answer going to differ from yours? Yeah. I think I just, I personally am always looking to make sure that the person I'm communicating with is getting what I'm saying, not never assume that it's all on the same level. And I mean, tech isn't necessarily known for being filled with people with excellent communication skills. I mean, and it's often a shyness thing mm. and maybe just, I don't know, like I'm a gamer myself. I'm not someone who really goes out and socializes heaps. <laughs> I'm, I'm a stay at home and play online games person, but I just- Whereas I'd rather stick pins in my eyes. Oh. I know, I've just, my attention span just isn't there. Dude. Yeah. yeah, I don't really, I haven't really evaluated it yeah. in that sense. I just go with what feels right. That's a terrible answer. I'm so sorry. Well, Brad, how do you differ from Ricky's? What was the question again? How do you, <laughs> how do you ensure you communicate effectively? So listening would be a good step. Well, yeah, listening, listening, said. being interested. If I'm interested, I'm really, yeah. I'm, I'm there at the moment. I'm, I'm, I'm your person. I'm yep. completely engaged. Having a purpose, I find that going into a conversation and having a purpose 
to the conversation. It helps with communication. Mm -hmm. Going into a conversation and talking around circles, I find difficult because it's just getting through to that communication and making a decision, let's just move on. Mm. In terms of just communication on a personal level, I don't know, I suppose I try to find out something about those people. Mm. So there's a common connection, something we can talk about because the things that I'm into are not like what you were just saying, Ricky, about gaming, are not, yeah. what, I'm in, uh, not what I'm into, but I know people who are gamers. Sure. So I can relate and I can see why you would like to do that. You would probably look at me and go, why would you want to write down a five-minute start hill at 60Ks now? I don't see the benefit. That's accurate. Yeah. yeah. So I have, there's plenty of people in my life that are very different to me. But what I like about communication is finding out those differences. Mm -hmm. I don't like mixing with the same person all the time, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And yeah. how do you do that at work? Communicate? Yeah. Do I? I suppose... Again, going back to those common interests, going back to within a, using the strengths I might have within a conversation or a meeting, not making an assumption with the other person that they might be at the same place that I am, and also recognising fear. I think that's important when you're having an overall conversation with somebody, whether it's in a meeting or negotiating with a client, is thinking about what their fears might be. Yeah. Because everybody has them, and it might be loss of face, it might be they want to be, stay pretty private. So there's certain, like within Hut 6, there's certain conversations I have with some people and there's conversations I have with other people because I understand privacy might be a thing, whereas me, I'm, you ask me a question, I'll tell you anything you want to know. Mm. And trying to see where those boundaries are because for me personally, I really don't have any boundaries, <laughs> not really. But a lot of other people do and, and I appreciate that. I don't want to step on those lines and you know, make people feel uncomfortable. That's probably the main thing I would say. I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable in any conversation I have. And Ricky, do you share any similarities with the way Brad communicates? I think just treating people like humans and, and not just looking at them as a client or as the person who's there for the mm. function and, that, and having an interest in people mm. as people is, it might be what I meant by yeah. naturally. And I, I, what I would say too is it's been really cool to see you guys in the flesh. Like yeah. When yeah, yeah. Eric and I travel to Adelaide, we've got this really hectic program that we do. And we see you for a little bit. Yeah. To actually see you guys in the office and see how you interact with other people. Yeah. See how you're communicating with other people gives me some insights into how I can further communicate with you. Yeah. As a person, I think. Just learning about people. Yeah. And Ricky, do you consider yourself superwoman? Am I superwoman? No. <laughs> well, she's certainly very I'm tricky. Not, I'm not superwoman. <laughs> if I had to have a superpower, look, I can't say that I've applied a superpower to life really thus far. But I think that one of my greatest strengths is analysing problems and wanting to fix those problems, wanting to improve situations for people where you see things aren't working so well. And I really think, given the right, this job for instance, mm -hmm. yep. I, I can apply that and actually make changes. Can I make an observation? Sure. I think one of your superpowers is you've got empathy. I really do. Yeah. I think that you are a person who can walk in someone else's shoes. For sure. And that's really, really super important in what we do. It is. Because one of the things that engineers struggle with is the end result uh, isn't just about something working well. It's about changing those people's lives on the ground. Yeah. Which is our purpose. And I think having empathy in that space is a good place to start. For sure. Mm. Thanks, Brad. And in what other ways Brad can... Ricky, use your superpowers at work? I think creating a solid team around you. Mm. I think that the, the things that you'll be able to do that others can't do is 
pull together a team of people. And mm. even if you're not the project lead, even if you're not the person who's running those things or whatever like that, I think just having you in that pod makes people gravitate towards that center. Mm. It makes people understand that there are other things aside from their needs. Sure. So I think that's, that's also, when you're in a group of people, because I've seen it happen in the last few days, you pull people into that orbit and then people start talking about stuff they might not have spoken about before, which is really cool. Mm. And why is that important? people to talk about things they might not have said before because not everybody thinks on a wider plane and it's good to have somebody in the group who does who thinks beyond the narrow scope of whatever they're doing mm. because we're human and we we are self-interested so to have somebody that goes into that situation saying well it isn't all about me it's about what we're doing or the client or the purpose of what we're doing follow-on ramifications yeah, yeah. The Invisible Skyscrapers podcast is proudly sponsored by Hut6, innovating a future for all. If you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe on all of our podcasting platforms and give us a share, like and follow on Facebook and LinkedIn. And if there's anything you want us to cover in one of our episodes, send us a line or leave a comment and we'll get back to you. What do you think of Al Springs and the Red Centre? It is red. No, it is amazing. I did go out to a couple of... Dusty. It's, it is dusty. It's just a Black Books reference. It's a Black Books reference, sorry. I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, yeah. it's almost alien. Like when I first got here, just the hills, just the colours, the materials, mm -hmm. trees and grasses. And it's just, I always felt a little bit like I was on Mars, mm. if that makes any sense. But it's just got such a different speed to mm. it. Like, it's very, very it's got, relaxing. And I think one of the things, it's got those big skies. Like, it's just the big oh, the skies sunshine. here. Are just, I think that the sense of you're only this big in the scheme of things. Yes. Is very yeah. much is the case. You're five minutes out of town and already you're amongst the red hills and all the rest of it. Yeah. And you really are only this big in the Bit scheme of things. Bit of perspective. Yeah. yeah. And the sunshine. Hmm. It's just Adelaide winter. It's been about 12 degrees for the last couple of months and, and grey and rainy. And I, that part has been lovely. And you grew up in a small town, you grew up in Nathambia. Yeah, kind of. Among, among, among a few, others. yeah, moved around a bit. Do you find Alice a different small town from Nathambia? Similar? Really different, yeah. I mean, it was much more contained. Alice, it's, it's quite spread out from what I've seen. Uh, Nathambia too, I'd say, is a bit more monoculture. It is very monoculture, mm, yeah. yeah. Um, Having been there a couple of times. Pe people tend to stick around Mount Gambia, and if you're born there, you live there, that's for a lot of people, that's true. Whereas Alice has uh, got such a, a broad, what, transient population, mm. right? And, and a ton travelers. of migration. Yeah. Maybe not the last few years, but certainly we have a very strong migrant population. Which makes here. it such an exciting culture mm. to be in. And lots of different food. Mm. Do like food. Yeah. So let's wrap it up. Yeah, one last little closing question. Should we make Ricky do the interview question again? <laughs> what was the interview question? So the interview question that I like to ask people is ex explain yourself, introduce yourself. In oh, not that question. Not that question. I hated that question. Oh, that question. So I can't much. even answer it. I know. That's a hard question. Because I know. what are the rules exactly? Why don't we just leave people who are listening to this podcast hanging on a thread? So the next time you see Erica Hamilton. Round um, town. Whether round town in Alice Springs or Adelaide doing her thing, ask her what that question was. <laughs> and good. then see yeah. and see what the answer is. And I will, for the best answer, I will give you a $50 gift voucher. 
Yes. The best answer that we come up with. So if you're listening to this, we'll see how many people are actually listening to it. Send me, send us your answers to Hut6 and we'll see what comes out of it. So I think we should wrap it up there. Been amazing talking to you, Ricky. Thank you for coming up to the Alice. Thank you. We'll be down in Adelaide fairly shortly for podcast 565 or whatever it is. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast 11, I think it is, isn't it? Be 12. 12. 12. There 12. we go for podcast 12. I love doing these invisible skyscraper podcasts. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I would, but we've had some really good conversations. Erica and Kirsty had a really good couple mm-hmm. of conversations, and I think they'll lead on to bigger and better things. So yeah. make sure you listen. See you all next time. People are resigning because their work doesn't suit them anymore. I would highly recommend Hot Six. Nothing is unachievable. The superpowers that they have can create a difference in people's lives. You are listening to the Invisible Skyscrapers podcast.